Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. Appreciate it as always. Another great guest for you. This week I am interviewing Megan Krause. Now, Megan, she is a up-and-coming solo artist. And I say up-and-coming solo artist because she's been on the music scene for a long time. She's been on the scene since, uh, you know, the days of, of uh, working in cover bands, which we're going to talk a lot about that. Love cover bands, and uh, she really enjoys being in them. Um, she also joined, um, at, at one point, the band Marigold, um, who was put together by guitarist Greg Howe. Um, check him out. He's kind of a, uh, a guitar legend, almost like a, a savant, if you will. Just a, a, an amazing guitarist. That... Uh, that band went their separate ways uh, in 2016. She embarked on a a, uh, a solo journey, if you will. Um, you know, like like a lot of people's plans, COVID messed up her release date. But this year, she released her uh, first album. It's a self-entitled album, Megan Krause. Um, uh, we're going to talk a lot about how she decided to to do this. We're going to talk about how she went from. Uh, being a classically trained singer, singing opera, to now singing some really soulful um, jazz, rock, just a nice blend uh, music style that's it's really cool. Really appreciated her time. Uh, really cool conversation. Um, this is a relatively short episode this week, um, but uh, it was uh, impact with a lot of really cool information. So without further ado, here is my interview with Megan Krause. I am here today with Megan Krause. Megan, how are you? I am excellent. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. For sure. So, you know, reading about you, you are a a recording artist. Um, you're, I guess, kind of tell us just a little bit about your, I guess, your your sound. That's always what I like to kind of start out with. Um, somebody that that's checking you out for the first time. You know, I don't necessarily want you to have to compare yourself to anyone. No one necessarily wants to do that. But what what kind of genre do you put yourself in? You know, I would say um, it's kind of a juxtaposition of like soul, funk, pop. I, I get a lot of comparisons to like Susan Tedeschi and Amy Winehouse and Pink, which is a huge compliment. I'm a huge fan of all of those artists. So uh, I think I think like a lot of soul and and pop combined, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I and I could see that too because I have listened, but I always I I just struggle. I never want to compare anyone to anyone because I sometimes I do that and people are like, I'm my own person. I'm like, it's, I'm trying <laughs> to compliment you by telling you somebody that I know, but you're not taking it as a compliment. But it's okay. <laughs> Listen, I'll take it. If you want to compare me to somebody awesome, <laughs> bring it on. I like it. Yeah, no, you definitely have that that soulful voice. I, I like the the pink and Amy Winehouse comparison. That that's that's pretty good to me. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome very much. So tell us this, how how you started your your career as a singer. Maybe maybe even before it was a career, how you decided that singing was something you're interested in, however far back that goes. Yeah, man, I've been singing like since I was a toddler. Um, my mom says. 
Um, I'm sure much to her chagrin, screaming at the top of my lungs, ripping around in my roller. Uh, but I, I started, I started like getting into actual like voice lessons when I was like between 10 and 12. And my dad's a huge fan of classical voice. So he kind of steered me in that direction. And I took classical voice lessons when I was pretty young, which took me like through college. And um, then I joined a band a handful of years later and did like the cover band scene and was, was like a working musician and was approached by an amazing guitar player named Greg Howe, who asked if I wanted to join or start a band with him. And that was like the beginning of, of like an original career, which had me like traveling all over the world and doing things. And when that dissolved, I decided to do my own thing. So that's how I ended up here doing something a little bit different, but still. Me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to kind of dive into each point that you just mentioned. But before we get there, how I mean, what does it mean to be classically trained? I have kind of read that in, in your, your bio that you're, you're a classically trained singer. Tell us exactly what that means. So what I mean by that is I sang opera for years when I, when I was pretty young, my, my dad who loves all kinds of music, I joke that he thinks anything that's not classical is like country. He has a very odd perception of like, what is what, and not that that's bad, but he was like, you know, if you're going to get into, into being trained, you're going to do it, you know, like Cecilia Bartoli would, you're going to be classically trained and you're going to learn how to, you know, use your diaphragm and sing with control and, so that's kind of how that began. And, um, and I sang opera ap operatically for, for years, which is what I mean when I say classically trained. So um, it's kind of the antithesis of what I'm doing now and have done for a handful of years, just singing opera and arias and, and you know, very different use of vocal technique. But, but I think it's just an amazing foundation to help me kind of work through singing some of the rock and R&B and soul stuff that, it can be challenging you know it really helps you like with diaphragm support and like being able to control without overextending you, yourself vocally you know yeah no I'm, I'm sure that that creates a really good foundation for anything else you want to do in in the music world for sure so tell us a little bit about uh you, you mentioned that a few years after high school you joined a few um, bands now this is before you know, the, the opportunity with Greg Howe, but tell us a little about working on the, the cover band circuit. Dude, it is, it's the coolest. It's the raddest. You know, people say like, well, you're in a cover band. I worked regularly when I was in cover bands, like 200 shows a year, which is a tremendous amount of singing. So it really gives you, you know, a, a massive amount of endurance when you're singing that much. We'd be doing three sets a night often you know 45 minutes to an hour each set and and it just i sang everything i sang everything from like zeppelin to whitney houston to mariah carey to you know pink like just anything you can imagine and and it it kind of like invigorate invigorated like my entire love for music again i i like got to connect with every prince song i ever loved or every bowie song i ever loved or you know it just it, it's it's awesome it's like going out and knowing that every song you're going to play all night long is going to be everyone's favorite. And that's, that's yeah. a really cool experience because when you're doing it, then it's your own music. You never know how something might be received, but when you're doing the greatest hits of every best artist ever, it's a pretty fun experience, you know? Uh, oh, I bet. Yeah, I know. I feel like people like to kind of rag on, on cover bands, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's several cover bands in, 
in my area, I'm actually going later on to an outdoor venue to, to see a cover band. And it's, I mean, it's, it's one thing, obviously I feel like as a cover band, it makes it cool where just like you were saying, everyone knows all the songs, people are there just to have fun and dance and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, if you're an emerging artist and things like that, when people don't necessarily know the songs, it's not the same energy. So it just, I feel like it would be cool. I, I feel like it would be cool to be in a cover band, to be honest. It's so cool. It's so cool. And the cool thing is like, as you know, the musical taste of your audience changes, so does your ability to learn new songs that are like hits currently, or even like a resurgence of hits from like the seventies, you know, like it's cool to bring back a Motown song that people haven't heard. And they're like, Oh snap, this is my jam. You know, it's, yeah. it's cool to like be able to, to revisit those things. I don't know. I, I would like rejoin a cover band, no matter how much notoriety I got anytime I would do it again because it's so freaking fun. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So tell us just a little bit about once, once that era, I guess was done, or maybe, maybe it's not done. You said you're going to rejoin. So we'll <laughs> wait for that. But, but tell us about joining, you know, uh, I believe it was called Marigold. And with Greg Howe, which I is a, a pretty well-known guitarist. So tell us how that opportunity happened and, and what that experience was like. So I was singing in a cover band <laughs> and uh, within the kind of, you know, that, that whole Northeastern um, circle, I had met a, a, an amazing bass player who played in a, another cover band named Kevin Vecchione. And he has been friends with Greg for years. And yeah. when they were looking for, an artist to front their band. This is kind of like the story of every band I've ever fronted. They're looking for a man. And somehow oh I, I'm like the dude that they find, <laughs> the least dude dude ever. Um, so he, they they approached me and it just kind of was like, yeah. it was perfect. It just worked out exactly as as it was supposed to. And now, and then I, and then I joined the band and traveled all over and it was awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, that's a totally different experience, I'm sure. But uh, I mean, what what was it like, I guess, from coming from a cover band, which I'm sure a lot of people that that's that's where people start. But what was it like actually joining a band, having original songs, trying to, I guess, get people excited about that? Was it did did you find it as as enjoyable or, or more enjoyable because it was actually something you guys created or, or how does that work? Um, I think there's there's like a, a multi-leveled response to that. So, of course, there's something I, I, I was talking about this earlier, like going to a foreign country where people don't speak the language that we speak and watching them sing a lyric or the lyrics to a song that you wrote is is a is a crazy experience. I was like, how do these people not know what they're singing? But they're singing like the lyrics that we wrote. You know, this is this is a wild, amazing ride that I'm experiencing. But, you know, along with that kind of awesome experience it's also a huge letdown in the sense that like my when I played shows with cover bands I'd be playing like like a whole night of music and when I played shows with an original band it was like 45 minutes or an hour and then you're done and I was always like I feel like we should be doing more there should be more content or I should be like interacting with people more and some of that's lost you know when you're when you're doing things on a on a on a less kind of intimate scale you lose some of the like one-on-one -on -one contact that you have with fan base and yeah. you know the interaction it's 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 just different I mean it's amazing it's amazing for different reasons you know 
Right. No, I, I'm sure. So once once Marigold was was done, I think that was around 2016. Um, you're, you're, you're coming out, I, I believe, with your first solo album now. So tell us just what's been happening in the last couple of years. So we have been working on this album. I've been working with um, a producer out of the Philadelphia area named Stephen McKnight. And we started this process um, uh, like right around the time that Marigold disbanded. So it's been a handful of years and we actually had it finished prior to the pandemic. But when the pandemic happened, it put everything on hold and took us like over a year to release, you know, since we were finished with the actual product product. Um, but we've, we've been kind of like working remotely, like sending each other ideas and like me traveling back and forth. And it's it's been a long drawn out process, but but totally worth it. Like. it's a very authentic representation of kind of a lot of the feelings and emotions that I've had over the past, you know, six or seven years, um, come to, you know, fruition. Yeah. So what made you decide this was, this was the time to, to go out and do something as a, as a solo artist? Um, I don't know. I mean, like, whoever knows when the right time is, right. You know, I feel like every minute is the right time in in some respect um i was kind of gifted an opportunity from a a label and um interest and i am happy to capitalize on anybody who has you know respect for or interest in in what i have to offer as an artist and it's just been like an awesome roller coaster from the time that it started to to what it is now and I'm just, you know, living in gratitude every minute that I have. Yeah, yeah. So tell us just a little bit about, I guess, the the album. Is is it, self, is it self-titled? It is, yeah. Megan okay. Krause is the name of the album. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit about um, the album. You know, I asked you earlier, you know, your overall sound, but somebody picks up this album, you know, what, what, uh, what should they expect? Um, I would say it's like soul pop with elements of rock and funk in it. You know, there are songs that are a little more rock um, inspired and songs that are more pop inspired, but they're all, there's like a a constant flow of like soulful vocals throughout and um, kind of bluesy musicianship throughout. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of, it's there, it's like an amalgamation of a bunch of different genres, but there's a, there's a definite like constant thread of like of soul and pop. And the, the single off of it, what, what's the single called again? It's called Let Me Introduce Myself Again. And then I know a lot of times with, you know, with when you have a label, I, I feel like they kind of pick what your single should be. Is that what happened here? Or, or was this something that kind of spoke to you and you wanted it to be the single or how did that happen? This was actually the first song that we wrote um, with regard to this record. And the reason is that. You know, I think that a lot of times artists, musicians get caught up in what other people want or expect them to do with their craft, which is kind of what you're just saying, like the, the label will tell you what the single is going to be. Um, and and that was the opposite of what I wanted to see happen with this. It was like, you know, I feel like it's hard to be your authentic self in Hollywood sometimes. And when you have the opportunity to, to like write your own story and be authentic about it, that's invaluable, you know, so the, this the single represents how I feel about like my musical past and being able to say like, okay, 
now I'm finally in a place where, where I'm going to say what I really think and, and how I really feel. And I'm not going to worry about mincing words or stepping on toes and I'm going to be who I am, you know? And so that's why the first single is what it is. It's the first one we wrote and it's the most authentic representation of how we felt in, in creating this album. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you say to someone who is, is out there right now in a, in a cover band, they're wanting to, to do something more, maybe create their, their own album, write some of their own music. What kind of advice do you have for them? I would say, first of all, you're a badass because being in a cover band is really challenging, hard work. And a lot of people don't see that. They're like, you're doing somebody else's music. That's so easy. But it's hard. It's hard to represent somebody else and do it well and and be respected for doing that. So kudos to you for doing what you're doing. And also, like, just be be real and be grounded and be authentic in what you love and what inspires you. And don't let anyone tell you that you can't create or or do because you can at any age in any time in any place you never know what moment you'll meet somebody at a show or make a friend that will change your the trajectory of your entire life you know that's another thing with cover bands just you talking about you know how hard it is because I, I feel like when you're singing someone else's songs that people are so used to it, that's nostalgic to them. If you don't do it well, they just automatically hate it. That does not sound like Whitney Houston. That is not Aerosmith. So you have to you have to be on your game with it. It's so true. It has to be. It has to be the best that you could possibly do just not to get booed off stage <laughs> exactly exactly so i mean how how can people find this album should should they want to go check it out so my website is maincrausemusic.com but you can find it on any streaming forum itunes amazon um there are there are limited edition vinyls 180 gram vinyls that, that are sound ridiculous um the quality is amazing uh so yeah, it's it's basically anywhere, anywhere you can find music, stream music, purchase music, you can find it. Yeah, yeah. So what? Well, I guess what is the? What do you hope? You know, we we've learned in 2020 that we can't really plan anything. But yeah. but what do uh, what do you hope that the future holds? Is it something that you want to get out there and and perform on on stage? I don't know whether that's something you've already done, but but what's the the future hold for uh, you as a solo artist? Yeah, I definitely want to tour. I mean, like. It's, like I said, performance is like my lifeblood. I love it so much, you know, being able to connect with people one-on-one or one on, you know, 5,000 or one on 10,000, like that's everything. So I certainly want to do a lot of that in the upcoming months, as soon as we're able, you know, to, to do that. Um, and I just want to continue to create and continue to collaborate and just do what, what I love and what other people enjoy hearing, you know? I like it. So how can people find you as a whole? We talked about the album, but how can they find you? I'm everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> like <cockroach. All> right. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm on every, like every social media forum. I have a, up my website again, it's megancrossmusic.com, but you can, you can find me anywhere. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm like a cockroach. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's good or that's bad, but we'll take well, it, I, I guess. Mean... <laughs> You know, that, that was going to be the nice end, but I don't know if I'm a cockroach is where we should, which we should end it, huh? Fixture, pillar, I don't know, which is worse. <laughs> well, good. Well, it's, it's, it really has been a pleasure speaking with you. I do, uh, I mean, I, I wish you all the best. I, I have listened to, um, you know, the, the, definitely the single and, and a little bit of some of the other songs. 
I like your, your sound. It's really cool. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily like exactly like, you know, everyone else that you're hearing on the radio, which is an important thing, I think. So I, I, I was impressed and I think it's awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And that was my interview with Megan Krause. Hope you enjoyed that one. Really enjoyed speaking with her. Always like to talk to people who are, you know, creative and, and just doing some really cool things. That's uh, that's certainly the case here. I have checked out, uh, since, since this recording, I have checked out darn near the entire album. Just an amazing... Um, it's a, it's really a, it's really a cool album. Um, you know, like I mentioned, it's it's not necessarily the the same thing that you're going to hear on all the regular uh, radio stations, but it just the the soul behind it and and with the rock vibes and some jazz. It's 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 a really cool album, and and all the songs are are really uh, really well done, and uh, her voice is is really uh, unique and and awesome as well. So hope you enjoyed this one. Hope you got a lot out of it, whether you love this kind of music, whether you love cover bands, whether you like to just hear a little bit about how creative people do what they do. And, uh, and that's, uh, like I said, that's certainly the case here. Um, really appreciate Megan's time. Check her out, MeganKrauseMusic.com. Uh, I'm going to put the link in the show notes here. Megan spelled a little bit non-traditional. Kraus with a K. Uh, that'll be in the show notes. Check her out. Check out the album. Definitely an awesome album, like I already mentioned. Um, check us out. I always say that every week. Um, not in the Huff podcasted on uh, Instagram. Jackson, excuse me, not in the Huff with Jackson Huff on Facebook. Um, appreciate you being here. Appreciate Megan being here. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.